I'm Jess McCauley, and I'm a theater maker, and I am also an introvert. I'm Phil Rickaby, and I'm a writer and performer, and I'm also an introvert, and this is The Introvert's Guide to. On The Introvert's Guide 2, we talk about the introvert life and how to live it to the fullest. We'll choose a topic and discuss it, as well as try to find other helpful hints on social media and on the internet at large. If you want to drop us a line, we would love to hear from you. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at introvertguide2, the number two, and you can find the website at introvertsguide2.com. If you want to send us a message, you can do that through the website, or you can email us at introvertsguidetostuff at gmail.com. And remember, we may use your questions or comments on an upcoming episode of The Introvert's Guide too. And if you like the podcast and you listen on Apple Podcasts, please consider leaving a comment and a five-star rating. Your ratings and comments help new people find this show, but even better, Whether you listen on Apple, Google, or Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, if you know someone that you think might like The Introvert's Guide to, tell them about it. Some of our favorite podcasts became our favorites because someone we know told us about them. I have a game before we start this uh, oh okay okay it's it's not much but it's just and there's no prize (laughs) i know i'm sorry i'm sorry bad start i want you to guess how many tabs i have open right now in my browser 35 (laughs) 27 oh wow (laughs) i don't plan on using them it's just this this topic is it's a complicated one. Yes. And it's it's a big it's a big question with so many little tiny moving parts within it. Yeah, it really is. There's a lot to say about the Myers-Briggs uh uh what is it like Myers-Briggs scale or whatever it is. Oh, it's the, the um indicator type. The indicator type, the Myers-Briggs indicator type. And we've referenced it a bunch of times. And it can, I think it can be useful, but it's also, it can also be a little bit problematic for people. Oh, absolutely. It's got quite the history. It does. Now, here's an interesting thing. So um, we've, we've talked about our own ratings, our own where our personality types before. And previously, um, I have the, the last couple of times I took the test. I was an ISFP, which is introvert sensing, feeling, and perceiving. Mm, interesting. I took the test again today. I am, according to the test now, an INFP. Hey, you're me. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome. <laughs> Thank you. But it's because it's, what's funny is that, you know, things that have changed like under the ISFP, the, the, the last few times I took the test, I was 88% introvert. <laughs> and this under this test, um, this most recent one, it says I'm 69% introverted, which is rare for me. Yeah, yeah. So it's very interesting because, you know, in theory, with, with uh, I don't want to say real, with, with most personality tests, uh, you should get the same result in theory each time you take it, shouldn't you? You should be able to, especially if this is something that's 
it, it's not quite a measurement tool, but it is an instrument. It is, I've seen it referenced as an instrument. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that's where we sort of get into the criticism because the results are not always going to be consistent. There's, it calls it, it calls into a question, a lot of its reliability, if that's the case as well, because there can actually be an issue with trying to find any sort of statistical data. I have gotten into a rabbit hole with this conversation. Hmm. <laughs> it's a big one. I'm really looking forward to this episode. I'm excited. So where, 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 should, this is like we said, this is a big topic. So it where is. do we start? Okay. Let's start with unpacking our own. Let's, let's start there. So I, myself, I'm an INFP. Um, so that is introversion, intuition, feeling, perceiving. Is that it? Yes. Oh, or prospecting. I've, I've, cause this is the interesting thing is because depending on where you get the test, um, it's mm-hmm. prospecting. I think perceiving is, is also uh, the, the, the main one. I think it depends on whether you go to uh, what website you go to. If you go to mm-hmm. uh, uh, 16 personalities, it will say prospecting. Oh, God. oh, yeah. Nope. You're right. I'm looking at it right here. There we go. Um, so these, but again, just to throw this out there, that's another example of how there's a lot of nuance Yes, in it, where you take the test can depend on what the results are. Absolutely. Now, just to go off of what this trait is for those that don't know, um, they, t- this personality type tends to be quiet, open-minded, uh, open-minded, imaginative, and they apply a caring and creative approach to everything that they do. And this is from 16 Personalities as well. Great website. A lot of information packed in there. Uh, they are curious about the depths of human nature, make an effort to understand other people's true feelings, capable of great empathy. Uh, and there's an emphasis on a sense of purpose for their lives. And for me, when I take the test, I usually get an, an INFP. I, I'm I'll be honest, the other personality types are sort of slipping my mind in, into what I've gotten before. I usually go between 50 to 60% introvert. The highest I've gotten was a little while ago was 76%. Right now I'm still around 60%. It doesn't really change for me, but it does give me this beginning understanding of myself and how I see myself in relation to the rest of the world, the, the rest of the people that I know. And it's informative as a start, I would say. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not, it's certainly, I mean, based on, on, on what I've seen just today, taking the test another time and getting a completely different result, it, it sort of, you know, it can suggest things about yourself, but it can't define who you are. It, yeah, exactly. There, there's, I saw someone compare it to astrology. They're, they're fun. They're really great ways to, to break the ice about somebody else's personality and maybe how some personalities can clash or they can coincide really well, but they can't give you an overall picture into who somebody truly is. It's more definitely more descriptive than it is on um, maybe estimations of someone's work performance or like they, they can give you an idea, not the full picture though. Sure. I have heard of some workplaces having people do the Myers-Briggs test. Oh, for sure. And, you know, as the idea being that this is, this is, this is to help us understand how, how everyone can 
better communicate with each other and work together. Mm-hmm. But if the results can change drastically, then maybe it's not something that should be used in a workplace. That is a very good point, which leads me to fact number one about the Myers-Briggs type indicator. (laughs) Did you know that the MBTI test has a revenue approximately every year of 25.14 million? What? Yep. Yep. Found that on a, uh, on a, a, just researching more about, because, I mean, you have to think about it. It's used in so many places, especially the workplace. And it's, it's mm. a consulting tool. There's, it, it can be used toward leadership classes. Like there's mm. so much that can be used for it. And it's the most, um, it's the most utilized personality test in the world. Approximately 2 million people take the test every year. Phil, hmm. you and I are in the wrong business. Apparently so. No. <laughs> Apparently so. That was jarring. I, I knew that it was a, I would say, widely accepted quiz, quiz test indicator, but I would never have assumed it was that much. Hmm. So that's, that's fact number one about it. Do you, want, do you want me to slowly just pepper these little facts in? Sure. <laughs> let's, let's pepper those through. Now, I want to talk about, about, about something interesting. So um, just a little bit about, because, you know, um, previously the my type indicator was ISFP, mm-hmm. uh, except for today when it's an INFP. So I want to talk a little bit about the ISFP just for a second, just a quick, mm-hmm. a quick thing. Um says delicate delicate overseers who live right now and make the most of their surroundings with bright and serene energy adaptable and unconstrained they get a kick out of the chance to accept the way things are and to appreciate what life brings to the table uh, isfps are tranquil and unassuming and might be difficult to get to know in any case to the individuals who know them well the isfp is warm and inviting anxious to partake in life's many encounters so that's just a little bit their strengths being charming, sensitive to others, imaginative, passionate, curious, and artistic weaknesses being fiercely independent. Although is that really a weakness? Um, <laughs> unpredictable, easily stressed, overly competitive and fluctuating self-esteem, which I don't resonate with a lot of those at all. Some of them sounded like you, but mm. I, I, again, I don't know. I don't really, not too much with you. No. And that's, that's, what's, what's kind of interesting is that, is that a lot of it, you know, didn't sound like me. Mm -hmm. Um, But then on, you know, comparing that with the, the INFP um, might seem quiet or shy, uh, often have vibrant, passionate inner lives, apparently making up, make up a small portion of the population Mm -hmm. and can feel uh, misunderstood or out of step. So, it's very different. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm right now. I don't even know who I am. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh geez. Um, well, and see, that's, you can't go to the Myers-Briggs to find all of that out. That's a, no. that's a bigger question here. <laughs> and that's, that's very true. I do want to say that, that you can't, you know, I think one of the themes will be that the Myers-Briggs test cannot tell you who you are. 
Absolutely. You can't compartmentalize yourself into 16 personalities. No. No, the world's the world's not that boring. That's right. And also because you could take the test on a different day and get a completely different result, um, then it really becomes a tool that they can't tell you who you are. Yeah. I. Yeah. If anything, I mean, it's nice to get an idea to see how how the different personality types do work together, like, you know, in a dynamic space, i.e. Mm-hmm. the workspace. I, I think it's interesting. I mean, it's a good conversation starter and it's maybe mm-hmm. a, a good, um, a good way to see how maybe we, a cooperation can be built amongst the work staff. Um, maybe to see how the power dynamic can work in that way, maybe catch maybe some problem areas at the beginning, but I do find that in that case, then, I think you're limiting your employees slightly. Yes. Yeah. It's a little limiting. It's, and it's a, I think that's an easy way to maybe over create an oversight in skills. I don't think you can see skill set through Myers-Briggs. No, definitely not skill set. I mean, as a personality test, like years ago, I was at a company and they did uh, a big, I don't remember what the test was called, but it was a big personality test. Mm -hmm. It took, um, like between uh, 45 minutes and an hour to do the test that they gave. Wow. Whereas the Myers-Briggs test, the ones that I've done, they can take anywhere from five to 10 minutes if you go really slow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Have you ever taken any other personality tests just on that note? Well, just just the one that I don't remember um, what the name of it is. but it, it was it, and it came out with a pretty in-depth uh, personality profile. We were supposed to talk to our our our, our, our bosses about 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 it and and uh, use it as a way to say, here's how I can be successful and stuff like that. Although um, the day after we did the whole thing and the company did this whole day long seminar where we went over it and talked about it and then never really dealt with it again. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. And when did you actually think maybe it would enhance the workspace bringing that in? Um, as, as, a, as a tool that's supposed to make it easier for people to know how to communicate with each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I yeah. did. I thought about, I thought that it was, it should be something along those lines, something that, that gives us a benefit. Otherwise, what's the point? No. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. I mean, I can't see any other, Besides doing this podcast, having an idea of where I stand in relation to other introverts, I'm having a hard time understanding the purpose outside in our context, why we need a Myers-Briggs test in the first place besides the workplace. Is there any other setting that I'm missing where Myers-Briggs is more useful than, than the workspace? Um, back when I was dating... Occasionally, you'd come across a profile where somebody would would have very much at the top of their profile what their Myers Briggs personality type indicator was. That's me right now. <laughs> but I'm just it's just on the social media page, folks. <laughs> but it's uh, but I will say that you know when I started uh, uh, dating uh, my girlfriend, um, she once we found out once I told her what my what I thought my I, my my Myers Briggs personality was, which I think was a, a INTJ at the time, mm-hmm. 
she went to and tried to compare like what what would what's the relationship like between a uh, an INTJ and what what she is what she is so <laughs> that's fair you know so okay mm-hmm. I didn't think of it in that way I mean because it's kind of like astrology as well you know like apparently Virgos and Libras do really well together you know Steve and yeah. I have a laugh over that right sure yeah so that leads me into fact number two let me have it the objective personality testing began with Robert Woodworth's personal data sheet in 1917. The test was developed to identify soldiers prone to nervous breakdowns during enemy bombardment in World War I. Soon after, many competing personality tests were developed for use in the industry. Hmm. I did not know that. So that's useful. Yeah. But when did, when did it get codified into the Myers-Briggs scale? Well, Myers-Briggs... At, hey! Fact number three. Hey, fact number three, <laughs> organically. We need a sting. <laughs> the MBTI test was founded by an American mother-daughter team, Catherine Briggs and Isabel Briggs Myers. They set out to find an easier way for people to use Carl Jung's ideas in everyday life. And they wanted people to be able to identify their psychological types without having to sift through Jung's academic theory. Um, And this was around in the 1940s, uh, and it wouldn't be until the 1980s when the big five, the personality traits, uh, or the acronym OCEAN, would be developed from Carl Jung's academic findings in the 1980s. So Myers-Briggs test worked on Carl Jung's academic work. And so Myers-Briggs was first, and then Carl, not specifically Carl Jung's, but the big five personality traits were then worked on in the 1980s and developed Mm. from there. So they kind of worked off of each other. Right. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, Jung is the one that first came up with the idea of introversion and extroversion, right? Yes. As well Mm. as uh, Dr. Isang. Right. Now, one of the things, I don't know if this is one of your facts, and if it is, hey. Um, (laughs) But um, at some point, Myers-Briggs became like a default personality tool that people mm-hmm. looked to, right? Yeah, and yeah. When did that happen, do you know? I think in the 19, it was the 1960s. It actually was used in Japan. Hmm. I think it was used there. I could be wrong. Uh, if any historian listeners are are here, please send us any known information that you have on that. I could be wrong, but I, I did come across that. It, it was used... Uh, later on in Japan, and then it started, and then it started blossoming from there. Hmm. Hmm. So it has found its place in the world, and now with approximately two million people doing it a year, it has yeah. this, it has this grasp on us with telling us who we are. Yeah, it definitely, it definitely has um, a lot of uh, a, a real grasp on, uh, on, on not society as a whole, but it's 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 seen as a as a as a tool that is i think people some some organizations look at it as a tool that's more reliable than it actually is mm-hmm. no it's true and again it does become with the uh, that does have to do with the inconsistency of it there yeah. is no way to predict this change in us through the instrument uh, we do change as people 
yeah. you know, we, we've seen it before where, you know, my husband was once the extra, like total extrovert. And now slowly over time, he has found this, this space within himself that just needs to be recharged from himself. You know, my mm. mom was once an extrovert now feeling more introverted. You know, what's interesting is talking about the, the, the test that I was, there was, uh, uh, mentioning mm-hmm. one of the things about the test and one of the reasons why it took so long that we did with the, my former company is it had, it would ask you similar questions mm-hmm. worded in a different way after a period of time. Whereas the Myers-Briggs test tends to ask you one question and then allow you to, 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 to give it your answer. And then it moves on. It doesn't come back to that question. Mm-hmm. This test would ask you the question three, four times to see if, if, if wording the question in a different way made it more likely that you would answer it in a different way Hmm, and would sort of like, uh, somehow put those answers together to see and use those in order to, 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 to better define things about your personality. Hmm. Okay. I found that I well first of all I I find that obnoxious of a test anyway. <laughs> I no, was, but I mean, here's the thing. One of the things, the reason why I kind of at the time I was like, oh my god, didn't right. you ask me this question? But on the other side of it, now looking back and having taken the Myers Briggs test actually twice today, <laughs> it's like. Sometimes you'll answer the question, you answer it slightly different each time, or you feel a different way about the question each time. Right. And in order to, to really find out more about how you actually feel, by rewording the question, you can see if there's consistency in your answer, inconsistency in your answer. And although it's annoying at the time, it, it does, I think, allow a little bit more accuracy. What is the name of this? Hold on, let me see if I can find it. <laughs> The other personality test that I actually took um, her, uh, I took the big five and then there's the Enneagram. The Enneagram is another thing entirely. And it feels yeah. like I, I've taken the Enneagram test and it, it kind of, it, 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 it said, it essentially was like, uh, whichever one of these you feel like is really the one that's for you. After the test, it was like, Here's what we think you are. But if you like one of these other ones, go with that. Oh, it's so laid back. It's great. Yeah. I don't I, know if it's great because I think yeah. that makes it more a little bit more difficult to to Yeah, put to, your to finger define. on it. Yeah, there there is nothing quantitative or qualitative of really feeling about it. Yeah. Um I I haven't taken it myself. Um a little nervous about it. Yeah. About the personality test that that um, I had taken previously, I believe it was the Hartman personality profile, mm. which uh, breaks personalities down into into color combinations. So whichever one of the colors is 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 predominant in your personality, and and what happens when you try and, and it sort of like looks at like here's what your core is, and and the, you you deal with your personality goes in these uh, directions, um, and then at work when you're trying to do something else, it can it can it can be more exhausting because you might be pushing. A different a different way of, of looking at the world or different behavior interesting okay okay i'd be willing to try that one I've... yeah it's it, it's i mean again it was like a, a i think the company paid a lot of money to have us do it and have a whole day's worth of seminars 
um, oh, wow. uh, 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 afterwards once our results came back to, to figure out how we could use that to, to better communicate. Oh, so it's not just a go on the internet and try out this quiz. This No, no, no. It was, it was a big deal. It was Oof. a big deal. Cause, cause they, they, they do like this whole personality profile mm-hmm. and they give you this book that goes over your personality, personality profile and tells you, um, uh, here's how we think, you know, you work best and things like that. It's a whole analysis thing. So, mm-hmm. okay. Interesting. I mean, ultimately, ultimately, the, the, there's all kinds of different personality tests. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that they did say, although, you know, they presented us with this, this massive book that had all of this information about your personality. They did say, not all of this may resonate with you. Mm, the disclaimer, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I mean, a lot of it did. So the things that did were quite, it was quite helpful to be able to go that this is the thing I need. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it pointed out things that maybe you didn't even know about yourself or like without, like it said it, you were like, of course, that's, that's what I need. Yeah, um, yeah. But, you know, whereas the Myers-Briggs test, again, you can completely disregard it. It's just, it's a lot shorter. <laughs> No, and it like puts it says you are an INFP, and you're like, all right, this is what I am, and then it's like you are an ISFP, and you're like, now I don't know who I am. <laughs> Dang it, guys! <laughs> Pulling in some Enneagram vibes here. No, I I need facts, and that's I need facts. <laughs> well, I mean, the problem with the Enneagram is it's even a little bit more simplistic because there's only nine mm-hmm. nine personalities according to the Enneagram, and. Even the five-factor model, sorry, the the big five, was actually it was pretty simple. And but mm. it, even the way we, even the way the data is presented is still simple. Um, and it's you can take it in the bite-sized pieces, but it's actually I find it a little bit more helpful because it's broader. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it only gives you the the four quadrants with your two mm. options. You're either this or you're that. Okay, right. on to the next part. Whereas coming over to the big five, it operates off of the acronym of OCEAN, which is mm-hmm. O, open to experience, conscientiousness, extroversion, agreeableness, and neuroticism. Hmm. I actually think I found that more helpful in understanding who, like not, not understanding myself and who I am entirely, but as a good, a good launch pad into hmm. self-awareness. Um, and just to share my, uh, my results here for openness, I got 94%, not bad. Conscientiousness was 48%. Uh, extroversion was 42%. And that's not surprising considering or introversion is usually around 60% for me. Agreeableness is 79%, which that's why I'm so lovable. Right? Right, Phil? (laughs) Uh, sorry, I was muted. Yes. Oh yeah, yeah, yes. sure. That was yes. it. No. Yeah, there I was. I was uh, yeah. <laughs> sure it is. <laughs> neuroticism, sixty-five percent. Which I don't know. I kind of agree. And in the neuroticism being, it's a trait characterized by um, your sadness, your moodiness, emotional stability, which makes sense for me because anxiety, depression. That's just mm. that's just a dominant mm. thing for me. Um. I find that easier to digest 
in looking at it through a scale than I do with all of the different 16 codes. I find that to be the simplicity is more useful to me. And I find that the there's a little bit more consistency because you're not you're not compartmentalizing everybody. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. It yeah. Does. Um, out of curiosity, mm-hmm. I mean, as far as your reading, also, do you have any other other facts to to give us? That is it. You okay. made it. You made it. <laughs> um, one of the the things that I think is worth talking about is, and we sort of alluded to them, is is the problems of of the Myers-Briggs test. Because I think it's one of the ones that's most widespread and one of the ones that people hear of the most. I know uh, uh, I, I saw an article about a guy who worked in IT and his his company had everybody do the Myers-Briggs test. And of all of the developers in his in his area, he was the only extrovert in the in the group and found that people started treating him differently and started like using it as a way to push him out of things because everybody else was he's not a real developer because he's an extrovert like that kind of stuff it was almost used as a bullying tool oh wow but it was just that 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 like the company in trying to use this this very simple test was labeling people which sort of allowed it to be used in a way to to shut people out of things rather than a way to open things up. Oh, that's, that's brutal. And maybe that's more about the way that companies use the Myers-Briggs test. It's not enough to use these personality tests and just do it and then walk away. You need to be able to follow up with, with information, with, with exercises, with 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 dialogue you can't just use it say all right we've done this everybody has their personality results uh good okay yeah exactly it's and it's not necessarily like it's myers-briggs itself is not a diagnostic tool but there should certainly be tools like that meant for the workplace where there is follow-up um just just to give a quick example into that is i i recently started opening up about my own learning disability I have auditory processing disorder. So I've started looking into it and I've let friends know and especially I've let my work colleagues know. And it's a productive work environment because there is still follow-up. Mm-hmm. There is there is still discussion on how the workplace is is working for me, how I take in information. Um, it, there, there, it makes the atmosphere more positive and more productive for me as the employee, knowing that that's, that's something that makes... Um, that's something that my boss cares about. That's something mm. that my workplace cares about. Um, but to use Myers-Briggs and then use it just as an icebreaker mm-hmm. or as a workplace bonding session, no, yeah. it, it's useless at that point. But any, any personality test that, that is done in, a, in an organization, um, you're using it for a purpose. And if you don't follow through with that purpose, then you've wasted everybody's time. Like here we, we went through this whole process at this old company I worked for and we took this massive test. We all got these huge booklets about our personalities. We got blocks that we could display on our desk showing that we would put the, the, block, the colored blocks in the order of our personality so that everybody was supposed to know how to deal with us. And after a month, 
all the blocks were gone. Nobody was talking about it anymore. It, it was like, we did this, we put the effort into it, and then we just dropped it and never came back to it. Yeah, there's that sense of novelty being yes. there. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And uh, there's got to be a way to actually make the, in a figuratively speaking, make those blocks come back in a more productive, more meaningful manner. And right. I, I don't know what that looks like. I personally don't think it's going to take the form of a Myers-Briggs test, though. Just no. No. I do think that, that anytime a company does something like that, it's not enough just to do it and walk away. It has to be referenced um, and as a tool for people to understand how, it, again, how, you like going into it, define what it's for, right? Define, this is so that we can figure out good ways for us to relate to each other, right? And then after it's done, it has, and it has to start at the top. We have to keep referencing it. It has to become second nature. And if new people come into the company, they have to do it too. Mm, yeah. Otherwise, what ends up happening is there's this group that did it. And when people leave or new people join, they don't have the framework. And so ever, the, what's the point of referring to it if everybody doesn't have the framework? No, it's very true as well. I mean, you're, you're a workforce. You're supposed to be moving as one, right? Yeah. And yeah. As, as your workplace evolves, so will the needs of everybody. And if you have those tools already set in mind, mm -hmm. then again, functioning as one and in a certain cadence becomes second nature at that point. Yeah. Absolutely. Are there other criticisms of uh, the Myers-Briggs test specifically that you've seen? Um, one of the other ones that I did find it's, it's a, it, I follow this doctor on, uh, on YouTube, Dr. Todd Grande, really incredible. Um, just taking apart criticisms of different, uh, different abstract thought. And one was on the Myers-Briggs test. And he actually did bring up one, one thing that I think I mentioned, but I just want to mention it again is it's a tool that is certainly used for the descriptive. It cannot be predictive. So it cannot predict your skill or the quality of performance of that skill. And I think that's really important because for me, with being an INFP, I find that I get trapped in the thought of, oh, I'm just, uh, I'm somebody that acts off of just my feelings and not necessarily logic. Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's not necessarily fair for me because I, I actually find that I can use logic to apply to a concrete thought uh it's not all abstract and and another another that he had actually mentioned is that there's nothing you're never going to necessarily walk away disappointed mm. with the adjectives being used to describe the personality everything mm. seems rather positive you know you'd even mentioned it yourself like what was once a weakness it actually sounds like a strength yeah you know don't ever come to a, a an interview saying that my biggest weakness is I care too much. I work too yeah. hard. That's yeah. not a weakness. Yeah. <laughs> so that was another thing that I found interesting is that the descriptives were overall absolutely positive. Again, coming back to the big five, mm -hmm. nothing was really bad or wrong with it. It's all relative to each other, but they're scales rather than being in a, um, 
you're, you're an INFP, you have this descriptive quality to you, and, and so on and so forth with the other personalities. Mm. That was a lot of the criticism that was being seen is it's good description, mm. not prediction. Yeah. I also found an article at Psychology Today that calls uh, Myers-Briggs the fad, the, the fad that won't die. Um, for example, they say that a test is reliable if it produces the same results from different sources. If you think your leg is broken, you can be more confident when two different radiologists diagnose a fracture. Mm-hmm. Personality testing reliability means getting consistent results over time or similar scores when rated by multiple people. As my inconsistent scores foreshadowed, the MBTI does poorly on reliability, as I've seen. Mm-hmm. I have been in the last few years an INTJ, an ISFP, and an I- INFJ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. No. Y- yeah. It's uh, if you're going, if we're going to also base MBTI on on anything psychological, it a lot of psychologists will consider a pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. There is nothing concrete in the findings that say this is just the site this is how the psychology of humans work it's it's not that kind of instrument the the article also says that um the the categories don't really make sense so for example in the mtbi uh, thinking and feeling are opposite poles of a continuum Mm -hmm. but in reality they're independent Mm. we have three decades of evidence that if you like ideas and data you can also like people and emotions, whereas um, the the Myers Briggs sort of takes it as as either or. Also, the feeling type is supposed to tap into orientation toward people and emotions, but this lumps together with three separate traits that capture a positive orientation towards other, a tendency to feel negative emotions, and a receptivity towards these emotions. It's it's yeah. I kind of want to take my my Myers Briggs test in town. <laughs> well, when was when was I mean, the thing is that like, it's, I think that, you know, you can use it as an, yeah. it doesn't, it isn't a definition about who you are. Right. It, but it's, yeah. if you're going to post it, don't rely on the result that you got three years ago or a year that. ago yeah, or three months ago. Or in your case, an hour ago. Yes. <laughs> Take it again. Yes. One more time. <laughs> On social, we asked, on the Introvert's Guide 2, we've talked about our Myers-Briggs personality types in the past, and we've found it a useful tool to describe ourselves. But the Myers-Briggs test has its detractors. What's your opinion? Do you find it helpful, limiting, or worse? May says, I think of it like a snapshot of a moment, but people grow and change. Let them help you understand where you are, but you shouldn't let the results put you in a box or feel limited by them. Just like astrology. I'm, <laughs> I'm a, <laughs> I, I don't hate astrology. I think mm-hmm. it's fun, but it's never going to be my window into who somebody is. Right. Yeah. And I think also just as introverts, we're, we're really good at seeing people with for who they are we're we're great at getting to the roots of people getting in-depth conversations i don't think we need myers-briggs to do that Mm -hmm. drew said i found taking it very helpful because it gave me some sort of insight into myself and let me reflect 
It's obviously not perfect and shouldn't be seen as how you need to act, but rather a way to better understand why you like the things you do. And that was my impression coming into this. I I think, you know, I don't know about you, but I certainly didn't think it was perfect either. Um, And you've mentioned some pretty problematic stuff about it as well. The credit we brought up criticism. It's a good start to seeing somebody. It's like, it's like when we talk about small talk, small talk is just that little dance Right. Sure. Yeah, and and Myers Briggs can be that too. Part of me feels like Myers Briggs can be dangerous when you use it to define other people, mm. because it's so changeable, because the results are so are so erratic. That if somebody says that they are an ISFJ, you may have assumptions about about who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, but they took that test three years ago, and they've been holding on to that personality type indicator indicator since then mm. it can be a really good way if you find it helpful to understand yourself what a Taurus thing to say <laughs> except that i'm not a Taurus. you're not i am not a Taurus. what are you i'm an aries oh okay what does I- that mean <laughs> What is that? Sorry, oh, sorry. oh, he's an that's, Aries. That's just the Virgo in me, everybody. That's just the Virgo. <laughs> <laughs> but that said, um, like I think that it's a great way to understand yourself, but you can't project it onto other people. Absolutely. It's, uh, yeah, no, definitely not on other people. Use it to speak for yourself. You, you, you don't know who somebody is just based off of a test. Did we learn anything? Well, that's the big question. Oh, Did we learn anything? There we go. I think I've learned to appreciate the test. I have learned that I have a love-hate relationship with it now. And I've learned that my laptop can take so many tabs and so can my head. It can only take <laughs> so much. <laughs> but yeah, no, honestly, it's, it is a good starting point. It's a good starting point. It's clearly had it made its place in the world. People resonate with it. It's a big industry though at the same time. And when you look at it for the industry that it really is, then no, I don't want to base all of my self-awareness and and all of this um the self-reflection based off of just this test. Yeah. I think for me, I think I will re- reiterate that this test cannot tell you who you are. It can tell, it could give you an indication about how you are reacting to things today. Mm-hmm. It could tell you a little bit about, I guess, how your personality is at this moment. But it doesn't define you. And it doesn't define your person. It doesn't define uh, you, who you are, what you like. And it's just a tool, right? It's going to give you a sense of, uh, of things you can read through and, and, and say, oh, yes, this, is how, this feels right to me. But don't just take it and say, oh, I am an ISFJ. That's what I am. Read through the description and, 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 and really feel like it, it feels like you. And if it doesn't, take it again. Absolutely. You don't have to agree with all of the results. Yeah. That's like letting yeah. BuzzFeed tell you what kind of pizza you are. I'm just a plain pepperoni pizza, but you know, just as as a, as a pepperoni pizza, I have to say that that doesn't define much else about me. <laughs> just how good you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
But yeah, it's 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 one of those those difficult things where you know Myers Briggs has been very successful in becoming a a widely used tool. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you say, <laughs> they have a vested interest in doing mm-hmm. that oh, by being yeah. a thirteen million dollar, fourteen million dollar uh, corporation. Twenty four. Uh, Twenty four million dollar uh, a year corporation. So. They, it is in their best interest that they keep that, that that we keep using it and that we keep referencing it. But we, I think, like with most, with a lot of tests, with a lot of a lot of these things, we can't let it replace psychology or psychiatry or 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 real um, counseling or things like that. That's it's. It might get you started on a path, but it is not the definition of the way to that path. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Never, never replace the help of a professional with the help and care of a professional with a test. It can't tell you everything. It, it's not a living, thinking, sentient being with its own experiences to help you along the way. Mm-hmm.